Ah, yes. Thanks so much for being with us. Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO, a man who used to work here in Fargo. I'm sure that's kind of music to his ears. We were talking a little bit about it off the air and having a KFGO on the FM dial now, along with the flamethrower that is the uh, Triple Towers of Power, the Mighty 790. David Moulton used to be sports director at KX4 and also helped us out on well, what's now known as the fan used to be known as the ticket hosts Miller and Moulton down in the Florida, Southwest Florida area and helps out uh, Troy Aikman on the Fox broadcast and Gary Danielson on the SEC Game of the Week. David Moulton. Hello, sir. How are you? Are we on a hot rock and flame throwing FM? 100,000 watts. Yes, it is. It's true. As if KFGO couldn't be heard in enough state. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good thing. Well, as you know, I mean, we've talked about this. We go directional at night, and it's certainly going to help uh, when the twin season gets going, and, and that's a whole different story. But, uh, it's, I mean, but now, I mean, you remember living here. That was one of the things, right? Uh, you had farmers in my neck of the woods, and we'd go directional sure. because AM bounces off the ionosphere and comes back, and so we have to kind of twist things because the ionosphere gets weird at night. And, and so, yeah, so this is a, it's a good deal. Absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah, so pretty excited about that. Hey, you know, um, I, I'm going to be going vacation driving, by the way, because I don't want to get an airplane. Much unlike you, who you know, f- you fought cancer this year, and you were still brave enough to go on an airplane <laughs> going to places. But um, I'm heading down there. But outside of what's a pretty bad forecast, it's been a pretty mild winter here, and you got to observe that when you were up in the booth with uh. Uh, with uh, Joe Buck and also uh, uh, Troy Aikman and the Green Bay game, huh? Well, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not have asked for better. If you think Lambeau Field on January 24th, that's the bad news. The good news is sunny, light wind, and 28 degrees. Are you kidding? I mean, Tampa Bay had to know. And Bruce Arians said it in the pregame to Aaron Andrews in which he said, I can't believe it's this nice this time of year. I mean, you know, Brady and Gronk are used to the snow, but nobody else on that team was, so they kind of lucked out. Hey, I was thinking about Lenny, Leonard Fournette. I mean, Louisiana guy, LSU guy, right. went to Jacksonville, went to Tampa. I mean, I doubt he's seen many snowflakes at his time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Like, maybe a road game. That's about it. Yeah. Well... It turned out well. Did it surprise you at all that it turned out the way it did with Tampa Bay getting off the hot start and then making some mistakes, Aaron Rodgers doing what he did? I mean, because I, I think a lot of people thought Green Bay was going to romp in this game. Well, I thought Green Bay was going to win by a couple scores. I did. And I saw the first game, and I didn't think Tampa would be able to do it again because, I mean, Derek, nobody did that to Green Bay's offensive line all year. And so I was surprised that they were able to do it again. Now, maybe I shouldn't have been after Bakhtiari's injury, and it's ironic, what does Tampa Bay get now for the Super Bowl? They get Kansas City without their left tackle. Yeah, without and Fisher. They, oh, Right, and and they're already without their right tackle, and their starting guard opted out before the year started. So, you know, and right at the same time that Tampa Bay's getting Vita Vea back, got to credit Todd Bowles, too, coaching matters. Everyone thought that they were going to bring Vita Vea in on first down to stop the run, and instead they brought him in on third down to push the pocket for a pass rush. Yeah. And then the big fellow played 33 snaps, and they were saying he might play 15, and now he's got two extra weeks to get ready even for Kansas City. 
I mean, we all know this is the tallest task. This game kind of reminds me of the Brady Giants Super Bowl, the first one. You know, those two teams had played during the season a good game. New England won by either three or four. And it was on a Saturday four. night, right? If I, I think they moved. Yes, it was the last yeah. Saturday of the regular season. The Giants decided to play their regulars. Patriots were undefeated. And NFL Network exclusive, I believe. Right. And so, you know, but the only way the Giants could realistically win the Super Bowl was if their front four won. Otherwise, you know, Brady and company were going to tear them apart. Well, don't you think we have the same game here? I mean, if Tampa doesn't win up front, then Mahomes and company are going to tear them up. Yeah, right. right. No, I don't think there's any question, and it's such a different matchup than Green Bay. It's hard to explain because, you know, Green Bay was. I mean, let's face it, we all talk about Aaron Rodgers, but when the Vikings beat Green Bay, Aaron Jones wasn't playing. <laughs> I mean, I think he he was the X factor that just didn't get involved as much two Sundays ago. Does that make any sense? Or well, incredible. You know, Tampa Bay was number one against the run for most of the year. Yeah. So you know the fact that. Just by the nature of their defense, they make you one-dimensional. Now, Kansas City was like fine when they played, and Kansas City tore them up. I mean, Mahomes and Hill had 200 yards between the two of them in the first quarter of the first matchup. It was 21 nothing, Kansas City in the first quarter when they played in week you know, 12, I think it was. It was also the last time Tampa Bay lost. They've won seven straight since. So, you know... They, they revenge losing twice to the Saints. They did it again to Green Bay. Here's yet another rematch for Brady and company. I mean, Derek, if we submitted this script, would it get rejected because it's just too hokey? Well, I mean, the fact that you're you're having the guy who's dominated the league for the last 20 years, literally, and then against the guy that they think is going to be the the face of the league for the, at least the next 10, right? It really does feel like that passing of the torch game, regardless of who wins, if that makes any sense. Yeah, this is as if, if Jack or Tiger could have ever played one great major against one another. Yeah. Yep. You know, is this Michael against Kobe, you know, when Michael was still with the Bulls, you know, and Kobe was just you know, rising with the Lakers, something like that. We don't get this in sports. I mean, you know, every now and then you get it in boxing, you know, but it's rare. And the fact that Brady's team has a real shot, you know, it's it's, remar- it's remarkable they've done this. Because also, you know, I don't have to tell you, you know, Derek, you go back to the Vikings in the 90s and they kept bringing in quarterbacks, you know, it's, Jim McMahon and Warren Moon, and you know we're a quarterback away. The NFL's not a league where you 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 know. Well, if we change quarterbacks, we'll go to the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. No, it's a lot more complicated than that. And yet, now granted, Brady brings Gronk out of retirement. They pick up the Leonard Fournette and AB off the waiver wire. They added some nice pieces in the draft. But I mean, the biggest difference. It's Tom Brady walked in the room. Yep. No leadership, the intangible leadership, I think, if anything else, 
is something that's hard to see in the stat line or even the highlight film. It it's obviously there, right? Because if if not, they don't go to the Super well, Bowl. No, this is if Derek Jeter had ever played for another team. Yeah, and people need to understand the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before this season started was the losingest franchise in North American sports since 1976. Look up their winning percentage when this season started. It was the worst in team sports over the last 45 years. That's, there's no one in this room that knew hardly anything about winning. And Brady walked into the room and he said, this is how we're going to do it. And everybody was like, okay. And, I mean, good players, too. I mean, Cameron Brait, third-string tight end, who would start for half the teams in the league. And Brait was terrified, he said. Terrified. Practicing with Brady for the first time. Like, oh, my God, if I drop two passes, he's going to go to Arians and say, get this guy out of here. <laughs> and whether it was fear, whether it was just, you know, I interviewed Troy for the first time on my show a couple of weeks ago. And I said, Troy, what surprises you the most about Brady? And he said, this does sound like a strange answer, but I can't believe he's such a great teammate. He said, it takes time to be a good teammate. You have to get to know people. You have to care about people. And they have to think you like them and, and or care about them. And he goes, and Tom's been here 10 months. And he has put in all the necessary time to make everybody in the room want to follow him off the edge of the cliff. That's and good he stuff. goes, I'm telling you, that is hard. And at 43, you know, and a family and other interests, and for him to put in the time necessary to be the guy and not just walk in and say, I'm Tom Brady, but to really get to know everybody. You know, Troy said, I'm telling you, I've been in that situation in a lot of years of my career. It's exhausting. He goes, that's actually impressed me most out of everything that Brady has done. Again, we're talking with David Moulton here on Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you. David, as you'd heard, he is the uh, researcher and spotter for Troy Aikman up in the booth for the Fox Big Game of the Week, along with uh, Joe Buck, and also does the same thing for Gary Danielson. He is one of the co-hosts of Miller and Moulton on the radio down in Fort Myers in that area. Used to be the KX4 sports director here in Fargo and also helped us out on the uh, fan known as the ticket back then. You, you Being in Southwest Florida, it's kind of a mix of Dolphin fan and uh, Tampa Bay fan. So what's it like down there? And, of course, you have a lot of transplants who like the Browns and all that type of thing too. But uh, how is the fan base down there? Are they excited? Because they certainly were excited going into the year. Well, it's more Dolphins country than Bucks, but you got to remember, much like the Twins have spring training in Fort Myers, so do the Red Sox. Yep. So there are a ton of New Englanders down here, which you know, having vacation down here. So they're all in on Brady. I mean, you know, that's the other remarkable thing about his appeal is that Patriot fan doesn't resent what Tom's doing right now. But they're totally behind him. They support him. They're rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't really want him to go either, right? No. I, mean, that, I mean, that was a weird deal all the way around. I mean, I'm not – it was a weird divorce trying to pick sides because I still think they like Belichick, right? But it's just – Oh, sure. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, they they walked around all offseason saying, in Bill, we trust. But they know that the Patriots are the ones that kind of forced Tom out. You know, the old adage, better to do it a year earlier than a year late. Well, this is what can happen, though. Force <laughs> somebody out a year early. You know, I remember when the Yankees forced Reggie Jackson out a year early, went to the Angels at 39 homers. You know, I mean, early on, it didn't look like a good move. No, that's true. You know, it's it's interesting you say that. I'm trying to think off the top of my head because, you know, guys like Peyton Manning go to another team, and after a few years, yeah, they have success. Kurt Warner did the same thing. He won one, lost one when he went from the Rams to the Cards. I'm trying to think, like, within the first year, that high profile of a person getting this done, this is pretty rarefied air, isn't it? The only analogy, and this athlete, I mean, you know, how many athletes are ever at the level of Brady? I mean, we could do a whole segment on, and I don't know how much this is getting discussed, but Derek, I really believe if, if Brady and the Bucks pull this off Sunday, you know, I think we need to then have the argument, not saying he's a better quote-unquote athlete, but Tom Brady can look at Michael Jordan and go, I don't know if you have anything on that. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, this puts to rest the who's the greatest quarterback, right? Because I mean, the people who try to argue against that, I just roll my eyes, like him or not. I mean, that's just another thing. But you're talking twenty years; it's hard to argue with that, right? Well, my goodness, he's been a pro for twenty one years. He's been in ten Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, seriously, he's going to play in more Super Bowls than Jim Nance and Joe Buck are going to broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 just so unheard of. It, we'll never see this again, will we? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, people have made the argument Romo did on a conference call last week in which he said, you know, if you wonder if somebody will ever win as many Super Bowls as Brady, he said, well, I think Mahomes has a shot if he can win Sunday. Well, yeah. Because, you know, then that's two, and then he's 25, and look out. You know, we think he's going to be around a while. But getting back to somebody doing this, he, remember when Kirk Gibson left the Tigers? You know, the 84 Tigers, but even the 87 Tigers, okay, who the Twins beat in the playoffs. But that was a great year in Detroit to outlast Toronto and win the division. And Gibson went to the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers were a great franchise. But Gibson walked right into the room of the Dodgers and took over the team. Scared the blank out of him. Threw a tantrum in spring training. Got everybody to basically do it his way. Ended up winning the MVP and they won the World Series behind him and Hershiser. I mean, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but Derek, I'm having trouble coming up with anything else in the area. Yeah, because I'm trying to think when Schilling went to the Diamondbacks and then into the Red Sox. I mean, I, 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 maybe I just, I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, I think 04 was Schilling's first year in Boston, and they obviously won it in the Bloody Sock and all that. Yep. I mean, yeah, I guess. But, you know, the other thing is that, you know, Gibson only has four plate appearances a game. You know, Schilling only pitches once every four or five days. You know, I mean, Brady's the guy. I mean, if you're the quarterback, well, come on, the NFL is quarterback driven league. Right. Yeah. He's doing it at 43. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Jack won the Masters at 46, and people are like, this is the greatest accomplishment in sports. Well, you know, I love Jack. But you know, this to me, what Brady's doing at 43, being a top. 
about eight quarterbacks better than Tom Brady this year. You know, there are five, six, but there are not eight quarterbacks who play better than Brady. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, and he doesn't you look. Know, it doesn't look like he could slow down either. Like he, he could keep on rolling. You know, Tiger won the Masters at what forty three, right? Twenty nineteen Masters, he was forty three. Um, but you know, he's doing this in football. Yeah, football. I mean, this this to me is like if Jordan had gone to the Wizards, and when he did, and led the Wizards to greatness, everybody would be like, okay, I get that. Yeah, I mean, if you went to the Wizards, went to the NBA Finals, and even lost, you said, "Wow, right. that, that yeah, that's something." Like, okay, I give up. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really something else. That is for sure. David Moulton with us, former KX4 Sports Director here in Fargo, host of co-host of the Miller and Moulton Show down in the Southwest of Florida area. Also, is the researcher and spotter for Troy Aikman and Gary Danielson up in the booth for their respective uh, games. I want to finish up, uh, you know, as we mentioned, I'll be going down to Florida for vacation. Not much spring training to cover. I can't go in the clubhouse, which kind of defeats the purpose for me. But oh my heavens, this this whole thing, the owners, and uh, you know, and, and get, getting leaked that they maybe want to back up the season a little bit and all this. And you can imagine the Upper Midwest were like. No, don't back up the season. We need Twins baseball. This is a, such a goofy public relations nightmare for the owners. I can't believe that they even even consider this. Well, Derek, it's tough. I asked a guy who covers the majors daily and has for over 20 years. I said, acrimony between the players and owners, worse now or worse in 94? He said, worse in 94, but close. Oof. So think about where we are. They don't like each other, and they definitely don't trust each other. And they're both digging in. So I hope we enjoy 2021, because 2022 is in jeopardy. It really is. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of this that they say people are nervous that it, it's going to get backed up. I mean, I think it'd be awfully hard for the owners to tell the players, not go home. Right? I mean, if, and if they use COVID as an excuse to lock them out, even though they're not supposed to lock them out, I don't think that would work out well for the fan base. And they could, this could really kill a sport. I mean, if they think just because it's 26 years ago that we forgot, that, that that's a huge mistake perception wise. Well, they also lost fans from that that never came back. And the other thing is, you know, we have less time and we're more distracted now than we were then. I mean, yeah. that's over a generation ago. I mean, if you don't think people can move on, I mean, outside of football, what sport don't you think the American fan base couldn't move on from? There's no question. College football. I mean, I mean, I mean it's, 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 it's football and it's, it's the NFL and college football, isn't it? And then, well, and also college football is so regionalized. Right. I mean, you know, maybe in Auburn they would never move on from Auburn, but you know, you, you don't play football. I mean, listen, college football ratings this year were down significantly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think the problem is, Derek, as we know, you know, millionaires and billionaires don't give a damn about us. They're arguing with each other. They're arguing over billions. And we're just the casualties, quite frankly. But just as we saw last week in the stock market with GameStop and what have you, every now and then the little guy gets honked off. And we realize every now and then, wow, we got some real power. And 
They may tempt us here in December and January of next year, what have you, when they have a lockout and a strike and all that sort of thing. And we may kick that can to the road and never pick it back up again. Yeah, be watching more Mandalorian on Disney Plus. I mean, I just it's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. It just. You know, it's bad when my wife, okay, who. You know, I never thought she would say this. She's like, listen, we got to start doing, you know, Hulu and Discovery Plus and HBO Max. I'm like, what? who are you? <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that, listen, if my wife's saying we got to subscribe, then the future has arrived. And get ready, because I think you're going to see Thursday Night Football in two years. It's going to be on Amazon. No, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, I think, I really think just, Right now, you know, Sinclair is having the battle with all these different outlets to distribute the Fox Sports regionals, as you know. And I just think at some point when these contracts end, a lot of these teams are going to go, hey, here's your app. Boom, there goes to your TV, don't you think? I mean, I'd rather pay 90 bucks for the summer and just have an app and cut the cord with everything else for the Twins. Does that make sense? I, 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 well, there's a, there's a fascinating battle going on right now in Baltimore in which the parent company of Masson just laid off most everybody. And they basically said to all the teams whose games used to be on mass, and they're like, well, if you want to buy the time and pay the announcers yourselves, well, okay, we'll air them. But otherwise, we're done. (laughs) Jeez. So, yeah, you know, Derek, I'm with you. Listen, we've seen it from a writing standpoint. You know, how many teams have basically said, we'll bring it all in-house? And they've even hired former beat writers for local papers right. to now provide the content on their team sites. No, it's it's a, it's going to be an interesting time. It, it, there's no end to it, that is for sure, and I'm sure it's something the clubs will be looking at. Because, you know, the Twins tried it in, what, 2004, I think, they tried the whole bringing it on with their own cable outlet, and that didn't work out so well. This is a different animal now. Before you're dealing with DirecTV, Dish, and all the cable companies, now you're dealing with... Bloop, bloop, phone, shoot, go, you know, and, and it goes right to your TV. That's a, yeah, it's different times, that is for sure. Well, well, uh, it's certainly going to be a fun time. Are, are you not going to go up to the game, or are you? I mean, it's just not too far uh, from here. Well, first off, uh, they're only allowing 22,500 fans. One third of those fans are frontline workers who are getting free tickets. Wow. The predominant number from Florida. But at least four people from every state, is my understanding, are getting free tickets to the game, 15,000 paying customers. There is a radio row, but there's no events planned. Yep. I, mean, I mean, when the Chiefs are flying in Saturday, I mean, you know, that this feels, this doesn't even feel like a bowl game, never mind the Super Bowl. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, there's not much, there's no press day, that's for sure. It's it's a, It's an odd time. That is for sure. Well, David, thanks so much for your time. As always, always fun to get your analysis of what's going on. I'm sure a lot of Buccaneer fans down in Southwest Florida are excited, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Derek, you can fly down here if you want, all right? I was on 75 planes for football season. Just fly Delta or Alaska Airlines. They don't have people in the middle seats. That'd be all right. All right, it'll take a couple flights, but, you know, you, you can get here. Well, I like to drive, and I like to load up my, because someone in my, my you know, likes to shop a lot, so. But that's all oh, different. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just, you know, in the old days, you used to plan rest areas as to where you stop. You yeah. plan malls. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's true. That's a very good point. All right, David, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Be good. And hello, everyone in the Red River Valley Mission. Again, David Moulton, former KX4 sports director, used to host a show on The Fan, then known as The Ticket, in this building, and uh, really did a great job. He is one of the co-hosts of Miller and Moulton down in the southwest of Florida area. Also is the spotter researcher for Troy Aikman and Gary Danielson. Pretty cool gig for him. Talking a little bit about the Super Bowl and much more. I am Derek Hansen. Thanks so much for being with us here on Couch Potato Radio. Well, more than we got a little high school basketball coming up for you at 7 o'clock. Well, at 7.15 about is the pregame show. This is the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Hey.